0: Hey guys, how you doing? Um, this is Greg. I'm uh, thinking about I'm going to record another podcast here. Um, hopefully you guys like it. Uh, still haven't gotten much feedback on this whole format and, you know, what I'm kind of doing with this whole thing is just kind of a feeling out process and, um, and my kind of thoughts on the articles that I'm writing and giving a little bit more context that maybe doesn't show up in... Um, you know, some of these essays that I'm uh, writing here on Medium. But um, for those of you who are new, uh, my name is Greg. uh, I'm a pretty curious person, and that's sort of where this whole thing kind of starts off, is where I find an idea or I find something that I'm curious about or something that I'm interested in, and I want to give it a little bit more thought and give it a little bit more uh, context uh, for anyone that did listen to the first one and thinking, boy, his voice sure sounds different. Um, this weekend, um, I went to a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament and uh, got, uh, got, got got pretty choked out and uh, did some damage to my uh, my vocal cords in the neck. Uh, it was a it was a it was a very quick guillotine that I did not see coming, and um, you know I've, I've been talking a little funny ever since then. So. Uh, I just want to bear with me. Hopefully it doesn't sound too, too bad, but the next couple of uh, days or weeks I'm expecting to make a full recovery. I'm not too, too worried about it. But that being said, let's just kind of jump into it. Um, if you clicked on this, then you know this is kind of going to be about um, Never Never Land. Um, it, it's something that I'd, uh, I, I'd heard of a while ago. I mean, of course, when I was a kid, I kind of knew what Neverland, Neverland was, or Never Neverland was. You know, it was the, the place that Peter Pan was, or that uh, he took Wendy and them off uh, all too to have um, these lots of great adventures. But, like, without re-watching the movie, you know, because th- there have been lots of stories throughout time that kind of just, like, wished and washed away. So, why has this one sort of remained, you know? Why has that su- Why is it such an iconic sort of um, place that has been sort of remembered? I mean, is it the people that were there? Is it the, the mystical part of it that you really just don't know about? It, it's a very interesting sort of place that I really didn't know too much about before kind of starting this whole thing. I mean... It, it, it I, I, I'm, I'm more appreciative of the the guy who wrote this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a couple of quotes for you from him and then tell you a little bit about him. Um, so, obviously, when he wrote he, J.M. Barry, who was first born in like 1860, did not really know um, what sort of ripples effects this story would have. I mean, it was there bought off by Disney and made movie and that's sort of where it got into popular sort of culture. But for for him when he, you know, grew up in Scotland, then moved to London and uh, he met these group of boys, um and, you know, they they were a nice group of people, but they weren't they weren't anything There wasn't anything, of course, magical about them, um, besides the kind of carefree adventures that they had, um, and they provided this sort of inspiration for him, and, uh, sadly, when their parents died, he, J.M. Barry, decided to adopt them officially, which I'm blown away by. It's, it's such a, it's a selfless act to do, um. Obviously, once Peter Pan took off, he made lots of money, and he was actually um, became a baronet by the king in 1913. And um, <sighs> went before he passed away, he he passed the rights of his works off to the Orman, Orman uh, Street Hospital for the Children, um, and I, I I can't say enough good things about that. I mean. To, to achieve success in writing is one of the hardest things to do, and to then get there and leave the money to a hospital is, it, it just shows you what kind of person he really was. And i um, have got a couple of quotes here from him. Those who bring sunshine to the lives of others cannot help keep it for themselves. Another one, I am not young enough to know everything. Finally, always be kinder than necessary. Whew. An amazing, amazing person. I, I really am blown away by it. Um, you know, someone who cares about children in that sort of way really is such an amazing, amazing person. But uh, he came here for uh, Peter Pan, so let's give you a little bit of Peter Pan. I mean, um, in in Never Neverland, one of the things that's so special about it is it's just children. Like they're, you know, they're really they're. It's mostly just people. It's just mostly kids who are there. There's no, you know, bureaucrats. There's no accountants. There's no anything that would make it an unhappy place. You know, no one dies there. Everyone's always well-fed. There's no violence. There's nothing that's going to make kids have to make decisions decisions and choices that they wouldn't have to if they were um, adults. You know, they're, they're just there to have a good time. You know, they can just kind of play around, not worry. And there's lots of other kids around them. I mean, I can, I can connect with people who are older, or younger than myself over this or that, you know, you know, flavors of ice cream or whatever it is, you know, everyone, you can connect usually with somebody on something, but the people who are my own age that experience the things around me, there's always this element of it that you really don't get anywhere else. And that's sort of where this Never neverland aspect comes in, where it's just kids. It's just them around each other. There's no one telling them what you can do, what you can't do, which uh, we'll get into more, but just for now. Um, I want to shout out another organization called Save the Children. Um, they're an organization that sort of details about how to keep kids Kids, you know, there's kids and then there's kids. You know, there's kids that know about the world and know how to defend for themselves and how to cook meals for themselves and are mature beyond their years. And then there are kids that act like kids and they are much more freewheeling. And that and that's sort of where um uh, say the children kind of comes in, is they kind of detail out how to keep kids there. And For myself, or for most people that's going to listen to this, it's all fairly sort of basic. Like, don't have them die. Don't have them starving. Don't have them fighting. Don't have them um, moving around. Don't have them out of school. Don't have them working. Don't have them have kids. Don't make them have spouses. Um, Nothing that seems groundbreaking. But if those sort of things are happening, it's much much harder for them to be the, the much more freewheeling, much more fun, interactive kits. So another thing about Never Neverland is this, you know, immortality, which I kind of touched on, but I kind of want to give it a little bit more time. because uh, the 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 point of all this is to kind of make it so you can do this in the real world and have it not just be a place that you imagine of. It's a place that's actually real. So one of the things that is about this is making it so the kids don't get hurt. You know, you can have a never never land in you know your basement, but you know, if there's knives hanging from the ceilings for (laughs) for whatever reason, then it's much more possible that someone's gonna get hurt. So having a place that's gonna be Safe ish is definitely going to be one of the, the things that you have to kind of take into consideration. I mean, because kids kids think that they'll just live forever. They they think that they don't. Well, they don't think that much, but like they they don't know of all the different things that could come crashing from the side. You know, cars, buses, bikes, everything that's on the street is potentially going to hurt them. So. You have to kind of be aware of that in choosing in choosing the place that you're going to put them. But generally, if you keep them safe, there's much more likely they're going to be there a lot longer. But of course, this isn't always possible. So what happens when this does happen? Well, adults come in and they sort of, they supervise. And this supervision is good because it keeps them safe but it can also be bad because they'll interfere too much and on the wrong things. And this is sort of a, a rallying cry for that. Like, in, in um, Peter Pan, the, one of the most magical things about it is the fairies. And these fairies, you know, help out, and they kind of have this sort of magical capability that they can do things that the kids can't do. And if you think about that for a second... Things that kids can't do, the fairies do. Okay, if kids are playing, what can th- what can't they do that someone else could do? And this is where you know the parents come in. Is you know if a toy breaks, help you fix it. If they need access to something, you fix it. If your kids being mean, take them away. Like all all these sort of magical sort of abilities adults have now if something in mine breaks I fix it because I'm an adult but if a kid breaks something they can't fix it so they need this magical sort of help this supernatural help that they can't do on themselves and this is the sort of role that you that you as a parent need to kind of do or as an adult that you don't have to be the parent but like so as an adult you have to do is you have to be this sort Supernatural help and it should be magical. You know, if I have a problem and someone comes and fixes it and it's just immediate, like they just waved a magic wand and it's suddenly fixed, I'm gonna be impressed. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna feel like they pulled a rabbit out of the hat, like they did something that I didn't know was possible. And kids can have this if you let them, if you make it a magical sort of aspect. And they're much, much more likely going to be wowed by it. Um, the example I always give is Santa. You know, how do these presents end, end up here? Well, you went out to the store, you worked hard, you bought them. No, no, no. Just let Santa do it. Let magic happen. That magical sort of feeling. <laughs> Where the world is, is a possibility. You never know what could happen from it. And this wonderment is how you provide this sort of thing for kids. Finally, um, you know, <laughs> Never Neverlands are escapes, pure and simple. You know, they the kids in the story are taken away from where they were, which isn't very nice, and it's kind of boring, and they're not feeling the best. So they get to go to this place that's amazing. They get to go to Disney World. You know, they get to go to this place that's beyond anything they could imagine. Now, of course, you can't always go off to Disney World. That's that's a whole different problem. So how can you create one that's local and one that's very nearby that you can kind of go to more often or where you have this sort of chance to? Um, There's a great article by uh, Neville Medorha. I hope I'm saying that right. It talks about a third place. Aside from where they work, aside from where we live, we need a third place to go to. Some place that's different, new, exciting, and there's lots of friends there. Um, and this is sort of what these escape places can be. Um, a, a couple of pointers on finding a good one uh, you want many, many possibilities. The more possibilities, the better. Um, you know, it used to be you could go to the, the ballpark and you could play a ball game, and there would be lots of different ways in which you could play it. Or you could go to the mall and then you can talk and do all these sorts of things that all had the capability to do. Now it's much more online. So you want to look towards video games that have lots of different possibilities. This is why Minecraft is so so big and so important is because the constraints on what you can do, are small. There are an innumerable amount of um, things that you can do inside of the game that you couldn't block out and say, "Well, this is you can do A, B, or C." No, the <laughs> the number of letters would be way too many. So, having these sort of infinite possibilities, along with everything else I just mentioned creates a place in which kids can be with peter pan and escape um now you do have to kind of be in sort of reality ha- like most of the time it's where i generally play so you kind of have to balance these sort of two things but finding that balance between the two is a whole different topic and a whole different episode uh just for now i just want to put the idea of Never Never Land into your head, and um, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. See you next time.